Hey, welcome back to the channel. I'm Hermes Falco Jr. and I'm so excited that you are with us for this video about five reasons why some Christians have no power. Have you ever wondered why so many people walk day after day under bondage? They are always talking about the wilderness. They're always talking about their bad experiences and how the devil is saying this and how the devil is doing that and how they seem to be always under trouble. They move from trouble to trouble and not from glory to glory. They live under compromise. That's right. We live in a society when everything is about pleasing the culture of the day. People are afraid of being canceled. You know, people try to cancel Jesus, have been trying to cancel Jesus for 2,000 years and it did not work. He has not been canceled. The gospel is still moving forward. So the society has built such a tremendous stronghold of fear that people are afraid to stand on the side of the truth. They are afraid to voice what they believe according to the scriptures. So the power of God is very much connected to the Word of God. Actually, the Word of God is the foundation for everything. The moment you and I come away from the truth of God's Word, that's when we lose the power. The Bible says that the disciples went everywhere preaching the gospel and the Lord confirmed the word they preach with signs, wonders, and miracles that follow the word. The power of God is connected to the word of God. The moment that I try to sugarcoat or try to change or adjust the word of God to fit into a fallen, sinful society is the moment I lose the power of God. That's why many Christians and even preachers have lost God's power because they try to make allowances for the devil. They try to make allowances for the culture of the day. And when they do that, they don't have the power of the Holy Spirit to back them up anymore. It's very serious. The Bible says in Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, Paul was talking to the Romans and he said, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The moment you sugarcoat God's word and you're afraid to talk about heaven and hell, you're afraid to talk about what marriage looks like, you're afraid to talk about you know, the killing of innocent babies, you're afraid to address certain issues, is the moment that you lose God's power. There's no anointing when there's compromise. Jesus lived a life of power and he promised us he told his disciples, Behold, I give you power to trade upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. That's in Luke 10, 19. Paul said, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 20. He also said to the Corinthians, When I came to you, I did not come with the words of wisdom of man, but I came to you, under the demonstration of the power of the Spirit, that your faith may not rest on men's wisdom, but on God's power. So the power of God is available, but it is available to those who believe in the power of the Word of God, but also, not only that, they stand with God. We read in the book of Daniel that three young men were tempted to disobey God's Word and to bow down to a golden statue. King Nebuchadnezzar set a decree that said that every time they heard the instruments and the flute and everything play, they should bow down and worship 
that golden statue. But those three young men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, did not compromise, but they stood on God's word regardless of the result. And because of that, there was a fourth man on the fiery furnace that was right there to protect them and took them out of that situation because they did not compromise. The enemy wants you to compromise because he knows if you do, you lose the power of God. Lack of prayer. You can get so caught up into doing, doing, doing that you forget about being. My friend, let me tell you something. Being is more important than doing. Your ministry or your Christian life, if you're not in, minis- in public ministry, your Christian life should be an overflow of your life of intimacy with God. The greatest commandment is for us to love God with all of our hearts, with all of our mind, with all of our strength. Jesus lived a life of consecration before the Father. And that's why when the disciples asked him, they wanted to be taught by him, they told him, Teach us how to pray. It is because they had observed that Jesus had a life of prayer. And out of that life of prayer, power was released. Miracles flowed. Multiplication of food happened. Everything that Jesus did flowed from a life of intimacy with the Father. The Bible is very clear that Jesus often isolated himself to pray even after some miracles. The Bible says that he took time to be with the Father. As a matter of fact, Jesus said also, I can only do what I see my father do. So he was in communion with the father. And the reason why many Christians suffer with lack of power is because they don't pray. They always say, pray for me, but they never spend two minutes in prayer for themselves. And I'm not saying it's wrong to ask for prayer. We receive prayer requests all the time. But it is also important that the people who ask for prayer learn how to also pray themselves. When I was a teenager, I heard that there's a saying that says, little prayer, little power. Much prayer, much power. No prayer, no power. And I agree. You know, the Bible talks about Elijah in James chapter 5, that he was a man just like us. And he prayed and the heavens were shut down. There was no rain for three and a half years. And the same man afterwards prayed and there was rain. One man prayed. The Bible says the prayer of the righteous availeth much. When we pray, when we are with our faces before God, I tell you something, my friend. Heaven will move and God's power will become available to you. A distorted view on the grace of God. So many Christians have become desensitized to the issue of sin. Everything has become normal. Oh, you know, that's how life is. No, it is not. The Word of God is the standard for our life. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, the normal is not what the world says or even what some churches are doing. The normal is what the Bible says. The enemy has worked over time to desensitize a generation with the issue of sin. Sin has become so rampant in some circles, it has become common. But let me tell you, my friend, don't fall into the trap that God understands. That's how life is. That's a line from the pit of hell. God understands His Word. He told Adam and Eve, Do not eat of this fruit, for when you eat of this fruit, you shall surely die. He was not joking when He said that. He was not playing around. And Adam and Eve learned that lesson very quickly. The moment they sinned, the moment they disobeyed, they experienced spiritual death immediately. So don't fall into the trap that says, you know, oh, we're under grace as a 
justification for a lifestyle of sin. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that if you've known him, if the seed of God is in you, you cannot live a lifestyle of sin. That's the first John. And as a matter of fact, every preacher that has embraced that doctrine, you know what we call hyper grace, some people call hyper grace, a distorted view of God's grace, have no power of the Holy Ghost. They have no flow of God's miracles. They have no casting out of devils. They have no tangible anointing in their lives. Why? Because God's spirit stamps God's word. Anytime I distort God's word, I lose the power of the Holy Spirit. In Titus chapter 2, verse 11, it says, For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. Now look what it says in verse 12. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age. The Bible is saying that the grace of God teaches us to live holy. The grace of God is not a license to sin. The grace of God is God's power for us to obey. So don't fall for that trap. The moment you embrace a distorted view of God's grace, you lose the power of the Holy Spirit. Another reason why some Christians live with no power is because they live a life of disobedience to the Holy Spirit. Obedience to the scriptures and to the Holy Spirit are crucial for life of power. That's why Paul told King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. So many people are trying to build things that God has never told them to build. So many people are trying to build churches that God has never commissioned them to do. It's very important that we obey the Holy Spirit because when we obey Him, we make room for His power to come and help us. God will never fulfill or be responsible for what He did not commission. So obey the Holy Spirit in everything He tells you to do, and He'll give you power to fulfill His work, which He has called you into. Reason number five, and that is a good one and big one. So many Christians have embraced the lie that they do not need the church. I don't need any, any pastor. I don't need any preacher. I don't need anybody over me. I can just stay at home and I can pray by myself. I can worship God by myself. My friend, that is a big lie from the devil. If you read the word of God, it tells us together, together. It tells us that we need one another. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, that don't forget the assembling of yourselves together as it is the custom of some. So even back in those days, some people were already saying that. And the author of Hebrews said, do not do that. You need the body of Christ. You are not the church. You are only the church when you gather together with other fellow believers and you were worshiping God, fellowshipping, being under authority, then you are part of the church. The ecclesia, as Jesus described, is the gathering of the saints. So if you're by yourself, you're not gathering with anybody. You need to be connected because when you're connected to the body, there's power that is available. Remember, the Bible says in Acts chapter 2, they were all together in one accord and there was a mighty rushing wind that came from heaven and filled the whole room where they were, the upper room in Jerusalem. And the Bible says the tongues of fire were distributed on each one of them. And they begin to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. So 
Now, let me ask you a question. Could the Holy Spirit just have come one by one when they were in their homes, just praying by themselves? Why is it that the Holy Spirit chose to be poured out upon the disciples when they were all together? Because there's power when the body comes together. So if you're a Christian and you have embraced this lie that you don't need anybody else, repent today, change your mind, change your direction, be connected to a biblical church that believes in Jesus Christ and in the power of the Holy Spirit. And you experience some things in the corporate gathering. There are specific blessings that are for you in the church that are not available in your room. And of course, don't neglect your personal private time with the Lord because there's, there are also specific blessings that you can only receive in your private time. But you need the body, you need the church. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit, but you are only the church when you're together with the body of Christ. So many people have been healed, delivered, set free through the broadcast that we do here on this channel and also on television. People healed even of cancer. We have received so many testimonies over the years. I'll send us a prayer request. We'd love to pray for you also and for your family. If you enjoyed this video, make sure you like it, comment below where you're watching from, and please share with somebody that will be encouraged and strengthened. God bless you, and we'll see you next video.